0: Ready, set, go. It's not me saying that either. That's it's that's from Rufus. <laughs> you know Rufus. You know the the weather guy, the storm guy. Yeah, he says things could be very interesting for the next week or more. We talked about this last week. Things have changed somewhat, somewhat in the weather forecast that we're seeing with this big storm, multiple storms actually, headed our way. So what's actually going to happen? Well... You know how it goes. We don't know exactly, but we have some things that may have been cleared up a little bit more. Actually, some things that may be less clear now than they were a week ago when we talked. Welcome back to the Farming Show here on KGMI News Talk 790. We may get into talking about some farming impacts of this storm, what this could mean uh, for the berry folks. Uh, Obviously, the dairy folks getting ready to keep everything rolling as cold rolls in. Yes, snow will be in. Of course, We saw a little bit of snow around uh, here yesterday in Whatcom County, northern Whatcom County. Actually, Bellingham and South saw some the day before that. Um, so we've got to, you know, with everything going on and as big as this is going to be, we've got to bring him back. Rufus Lalone is back on the phone with us this morning. Uh, his, uh, weather blog been going on for decades now at ovs.com, the weather cafe, he calls it. You can check it out there and check out his update from yesterday, uh, for a bunch of details on what he's seeing in these weather forecasting models. Rufus, uh, what are the changes from, from last time we talked?
1: Good morning, Dylan. Good morning, listeners. The uh, The key change is uh, the arrival is a little bit later, by about a day, maybe a day and a half, depends on where your location is in Washington State or Oregon. And the duration of the uh, the bitter cold and the snowy outlook is uh, probably a little bit shorter. But we still have issues on the front end and the back end for everybody from, from British Columbia. The folks up there are going to get a lot of snow all the way down to Northern California.
0: So when we talked last week, the word was there's a lot of cold coming and there's a big question mark. There's the potential for, and this is what we were saying last week, the potential for a bunch of snow to line up with this cold. How is that playing out? It's, it's really hard to tell precipitation amounts, snow, no snow, these kinds of things that far in advance, right?
1: That's true. Right now we look at most of the snow starting up in your area um, Saturday afternoon or evening um, we're going to get lots of rain in both places and wind surface winds from the southwest for a next day or so. Then it'll turn to snow up there first. You're the first ones to get shot at it. And uh, the snow could be fairly heavy Sunday, Sunday night between eight p m and midnight could be very heavy snow up in your area and the wind will just be turned into an amazing blast furnace of ice-cold air. You guys are used to that out of the Fraser Gap, the Fraser Gorge area, but that that could be a real uh, factor in all this with the, with the, the strength of the winds. It could be as strong as 80 miles an hour in gusts because of the barometric pressure difference. That snow will gradually shift to the south. The key difference is that most of the moisture is going to move into Oregon uh, with the cold air following along like we talked last week. So you get the snow, it'll let up a little bit, you'll get a little bit more snow Monday Monday evening, and then it should dry out a little bit. Seattle may continue to have snow early part of next week, just staying dry and breezy up in your area, windy, but not as windy as the weekend. Mm-hmm. And then uh, by, you know, sometime on Tuesday night to Thursday, The wind will pick up again, and you may see some more light snow coming in the later part of next week, and then snow um, on and off on Saturday. And then we'll talk about what happens after that. So we still have a week of really, really rough winter weather, both in wind and snow, in dry air, and impact on agriculture uh, for, for a week at least.
0: Well, and a lot of people talk about the snow, think about the snow, but what I'm reading about this is the big story here, even more than the snow might be the extreme cold temperatures, not just up here in northwest Washington, but even down the coast.
1: Yes we're we're the models are still showing the uh, the dew point which gives us a clue how cold it can get before fog forms which kind of holds the temperature up the dew point being low enough that we could have Temperatures out of the wind areas with snow on the ground that could be very, very close to zero, if not below zero in a lot of places. But we could see 2 to 6 degrees uh, in many areas on the west side of the Cascades from your area all the way down into Eugene um, uh, at least twice, three to four nights um, over this next week, week and a half. Two
0: degrees potentially, six degrees, a single am I'm trying to remember... When was the last time we saw temperatures that cold? I remember maybe about five, six, seven years ago. I should look it up. I know we saw eight and 10 degrees here in Whatcom County, uh, but two degrees uh, or even potentially zero or below in some spots. I don't know if that's happened in my lifetime.
1: Yeah, well, I remember uh, we had some cold weather back in uh, 1990, 91. We got below zero. Yeah. Uh, the, the trend is to warm that air a little bit because the coldest block from the north of Canada and Yukon may go further east like it normally does. So, But the ranges that we could see are still in that category uh, until we see otherwise. I just want people to be ready for that. There's no question we could get below freezing for high temperatures um, for at least three to five days in a row before it gets above freezing again. And so that's that's a factor when you get cold and it stays there. Any pipes you don't have insulated, your automobiles that haven't been, you know, radiator fluid has been changed properly. There's all those issues that can come into play when it doesn't get above freezing um, for more than two or three days. And that is still a potential, no matter what the low temperatures are.
0: Rufus LaLone with the Weather Cafe is with us here on the Farming Show on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop. So then, you know, you've talked about this coming weekend. Sounds like a lot of wind up here. um, Issues with wind down on the Columbia, you know, cold spreading throughout the Pacific Northwest and beyond, and then the potential for more snow after that. When does the cold totally go away? Last week we were talking about cold and maybe snow sticking around for as long as two weeks to the the 22nd or beyond. Now it's looking like maybe that won't be the case.
1: It looks like we might see a transition out of the the snowy cold weather in the valley here in Oregon um, starting next weekend. And then migrating north as a storm comes in from the west and brings rain into the area, that'll be a freezing rain issue for the Portland market in southwest Washington, and then also for you guys up there as we transition out of this cold pattern. That's only shown up on the models for the last day and a half, where the cold air lasting longer than that has been on the models for well over a week. So we're in this transition on the computer side of it to say we might get out of it a little sooner than we thought. Sometimes models will show that, then it'll go back to the previous analysis, so that's why we, we just want to talk about this as an overall impact. Uh, hopefully we'll get out of this in a week from now, but we still have to worry about the uh, snow in between, uh, freezing roads and then the freezing rain issue as we transition. Uh, the Linden, Bellingham area, that area there, you guys get that cold air still drawing out of the Fraser uh, gap well after everybody else warms up and same with the hood river area and Columbia Gorge. And that is still a factor well past next weekend as we get into that transition.
0: If that transition doesn't happen, and at last, I mean, you're saying there's still a, a possibility that there won't be a transition and this could continue on into a second week?
1: Yeah, it may not be as cold as the initial part of it, but cold air is heavy. It just sits there until something scours it out. And uh, we hope those winds next weekend will will clear things out of uh, the 18th and 19th. If it doesn't, that system stays off the coast or just sits there and just drink, brings a little bit of moisture in. That's what we thought a week ago. Then we'd see more snow. So that's still a possibility, even though it's trending more towards a southerly wind effect, which would clear everything out. So we've got an issue between now and then, and that's plenty of snow. You get most of your snow early on. It'll hit down here in Oregon and then transition back up to you as that next system comes in the middle of next week. That's the one that could be a real nightmare for everybody. If it stalls out like the computers show and the low center stays, just oriented off the coast, there's enough cold air from Eugene all the way north to be snow uh, for three or four days in a row. And that's going to be real interesting to see what happens. And that still has not gone off the charts. It's just how fast, Will that transition take place? It'll dry out a little bit, and then we see that warmer weather the following weekend, hopefully.
0: Okay, let's take a step back to the the bigger picture here. What's driving this? And, And help, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here. I understand basically a big high pressure system of very cold Arctic air is coming down from the Yukon, and that's colliding overhead with a low pressure moist system that's coming what from our south east is that how well, the initial around
1: in? today into the weekend will be more come from the northwest down along the british columbia coastline okay. and colliding with your air that cold air on the back side of those lows we com- we'll be coming around kind of counterclockwise and bringing the cold air and snow to you before the moisture is gone And that's where it sets this up. The next storm next week, the middle of next week, is gonna come from the west, but it's gonna stall out off the coast and just kind of spin out there for a while. And depends on how far off the coast is, if it's further out than we are seeing right now, it'll be all snow for several days. You know, several days meaning two or three days in a row. Or it could come in a little faster and warm it up down here in Oregon, but you guys will still get more snow then, because that moisture will be coming up there and you have the cold air coming out of the gorge, uh, your gorge, floating down into the low. The Yukon temperatures really cold. We get that in the winter. We've got that part. We're not afraid of it. But when we see barometric pressures above 1040, 1045 millibars up there, that's when I say we always have to watch that. And we're still seeing models show that barometric pressure, you know, 1048 to 1052. Some of them were saying 1065. The Canadian guys were laughing at that because that's really never happened. But the point is, it's, it's a very deep cold air spills over the mountains, comes through that Fraser Gap, the Columbia Gap, and sets up these snow conditions. And we have moisture this time, especially for you starting Sunday and Monday, and then down here to to add snow to the formula. People are excited by it, but also we got to worry about getting around and travel and getting food and make sure you've got power in the wind areas. So those are concerns people need to be still getting ready for because this effect is going to take place. It's just how long will it last.
0: So basically the reason why we don't know how much snow, where the snow is going to be, how long the cold is going to last is because these systems are moving, but we aren't 100% sure how big they're going to be, where they're going to go, how fast they're going to move, if they're going to keep moving. Uh, These are all the, the pieces in play that make all these changes on the ground with when snow happens, where snow happens. I know there's been a lot of talk that, and you've kind of been alluding to this here that, you know, earlier we had talked about potential for more snow up here. And that potential in some ways is shifted farther south, most likely for the amount of snow, especially later this coming week.
1: Yeah, and then and then shifting back towards you guys as more moisture comes in and that draws that cold air out even stronger again. You'll notice the wind intensity crazy over the weekend will let up a little bit. Not a lot, but will let up some. And then when it comes back on again, that's a clue there's a low-pressure system off the coast that's setting up more rain for the west coast. And that's what we're, we're we're looking at with the computer models. Just like when there's hurricanes in other parts of the country, we don't know exactly where the center of the storm will track, and that's key to how much snow we get. If the center of the storm is lower or further south than you guys or us here in Oregon, then the moisture spinning around it will fall as snow. And the closer you are to that center, the more snow you'll get. Right now, the computers show that low coming in between Astoria and Lincoln City sometime uh, next week, which would be rain or freezing rain or snow in the valley here, and some snow all the way north into Seattle area. You guys are going to get so much wind and be more of a dry impact up there because it just evaporates that moisture.
0: But you are thinking that that kind of the second round later this coming week won't necessarily have as high of winds as we might see here Sunday, Monday, and so.
1: Correct. It'll still be very, very windy, but it'd be more of a typical uh, gorge outflow. And then we get into next weekend, and that's where we see another system coming in more from the southwest, which would, would do the same thing, draw more cold air in. By then, that Yukon high, if you, if you will, will have already moved and pulled itself further across the United States. There'll be some, a lot of weather from this whole system that's going to make news all across the United States over the next five to 10 days.
0: Again, Rufus Lalone is with us. His blog, his weather blog at OVS.com. It's called The Weather Cafe, and he does updates there on Mondays and Fridays, typically, sometimes other days as situations uh, warrant if things make dramatic changes. Um, Rufus, what, what's this going to mean for, you know, we were talking just before we came on the air here just for a moment about uh, berries. And last year we had so much winter damage, but a lot of that happened because the, bear, it, the weather had been warm. The berries had already kind of started to grow and, and push, you know, fresh uh, green uh, plant material out the, the their buds i'm thinking of the raspberries here in particular um and then the cold hit and it, it kind of singed all of the all of that fresh new um plant tissue thankfully things have been cold it doesn't look like the the raspberries up here have really been active they're staying dormant which means they're much more likely to to weather this kind of of cold uh, is is that what you're seeing down there? Can you add into that of, of what some of the risks and concerns could be? I know Blackberry is another issue down there. Yeah, and
1: it just for folks that may be new to what I have done in the past, I worked in agriculture in the small fruit industry for 40 years, just retired, plus doing weather. And so we, we understand these weather impacts can, can hit, hit us. You know, what happened to the red raspberries up in your area last year, that doesn't mean something like that wouldn't happen again because we have February to get through, and that was in February. Yeah. But at least now the plants are hardened off. They're ready for winter. The meeker varieties, some of the newer ones up there, tolerate cold very well. That's why we grow them here. But at the same time, the blackberries here in Oregon, some of the varieties are new. Um, there will be a really good test for some of those new varieties like Columbia Stars to see how well they survive winter damage and winter temperatures. Though usually when it gets below 10 degrees, we see impact on Merriam, berries and some of these other berries like boysen's, not many of those left anymore so that that has a play in in fact there and as we talked last week the ranchers east side they're, they're pretty well used to getting ready for winter and dealing with it but it will be really cold this will be the coldest weather we've had in a while even east of the mountains. so those folks so the weather service in spokane they're getting warnings out they're getting people ready uh, because this will be a region-wide event
0: Well, again, um, last year, the issue was how warm it was before that February cold. So in some ways, the fact that it's going to be cold now here in January is a good thing. Last January, things were unseasonably warm, and it was encouraging those plants to quote-unquote wake up and start growing. And, and thankfully, you know, as much as we don't like this crazy weather, in some ways it being cold is, is good to keep those plants in dormancy and waiting for a more appropriate time. Hopefully in case, say we get another round of cold in February, this sets us up uh, for, for, I guess, a bit of protection against that eventuality. But as you point out, you, we never know what could happen and, and we could still end up with winter damage later this, this winter season.
1: Yeah, but you know in agriculture we worry about everything day to day so we're just <laughs> exactly. used to that. Right now let's just get through this next week but you know just for your listeners just be prepared uh, we we deal with winter all the time especially you guys with the wind but it, this is an important event it's making news already it will make news and as long as folks are safe and careful we'll get through this and we'll have stories to tell but this could be one of those years to have a good story for the winter of uh, 2020.
0: Yeah. Uh, we will see. I know a lot of people are talking about it. We were some of the first people to stick our necks out and and talk <laughs> pretty extensively about the possibilities a week ago. And I know at that time a lot of people were like, Ah, well, we'll see, you know. Well, yeah. as it turns out, here we go. And, and and even you know, with when the snowflakes flew yesterday morning, it was kind of a I think maybe a wake up call to some people of well, okay, you know, it wasn't like a major snowstorm, but an inch and a half of Slush and okay, yep, this is quite possible. And and look at where we're headed here. So I think that caught a lot of people's attention, maybe to say, hey, yep, this is real. Uh, Start paying attention to those forecasts, get ready uh, because ready, set, go, as you said in your forecast yesterday morning.
1: Yeah, yeah. And key is that, you know, there's, there's millions of people that live in the Seattle area and the Portland area. And both of those cities could have huge impact with the weather that we see on the yeah. charts right now that hasn't went away. So those folks have to be ready just in case there's a lot of things that got to go on. We all have to go to work. We've got to go to school. Yeah. There more than likely will be significant changes to all those events, whether it's colleges, elementary schools uh, businesses so we have to be making plans what do I do if my kids aren't there How if I don't get to work How am I going to cover this get my food so just folks be a t- paying attention and don't ignore those warnings us in the agriculture areas we're kind of used to being independent on our own but if for some folks when the power goes out or you get eight to ten inches of snow on the ground and they don't plow your road
0: how are you going to get around Yeah, and how are you going to get that milk into the plant, too? Uh, There you go. uh, The the dairy guys have a a whole different ballgame to worry about right now, too, so best of luck to those folks. Again, Rufus Lalonde with The Weather Cafe, hosted at OVS.com. Thank you so much for your time this morning and the time that you put into following all these computer models and your personal experience that you build into this as well. Uh, We really uh, appreciate your expertise and advance warning on all of this.
1: Thank you, Daniel. It's a pleasure working with you. We'll see how it goes this week.